I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Five more Northern Virginia roads where speed limits are coming down. I'm Dick Uliano. A closer look at that decision to roll more 7,000 series rail cars on Metro with NBC Force Adam Tuss in 10 minutes. Thanks for bringing us along. Wednesday morning, it's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. Tuesday was debate night in the U.S. Senate race in Pennsylvania. Democrat John Fetterman versus Republican Mehmet Oz and CBS's Robert Costa was there. On the economy, Fetterman said he would be an advocate for working people. Oz said he would try to revive businesses in Pennsylvania and provide a growth environment. On crime, Oz said he has the support of many police groups and knocked Fetterman's experience as mayor of a small town. Fetterman, the lieutenant governor, said he's done a lot to combat gun violence in Pennsylvania. The debate aired on News Nation. It was also debate night Tuesday in the New York governor's race. Democratic incumbent Kathy Hochul faced off with Republican nominee Congressman Lee Zeldin. More from WCBS-TV reporter Marsha Kramer. For the most part, the one and only debate between Democrat Kathy Hochul and Republican Lee Zeldin revolved around the themes they have sounded on the campaign trail. Zeldin's the focus on public safety, bail Form, firing Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg and ending congestion pricing. Hochul pointing out that Zeldin does not support abortion rights and is, in her words, an election denier. A magnitude 5.1 earthquake rattled the San Francisco Bay Area Tuesday, just before noon local time. More from KPIX-TV reporter Katie Nielsen. It didn't scare me because it didn't last very long. It was a short one. Patsy Paul is no stranger to big earthquakes. She and her family lost their home in the Santa Cruz Mountains during the 1989 Loma Prieta quake, something she says immediately came to mind. October 17th, yes, it's, it's, yeah, here we are again. Thankfully, this time, there haven't been any reports of major damage or injuries. I'm Vicki Barker in London, 26 hours into the job, and it's into the lion's den. Rishi Sunak makes his first prime ministerial appearance in Parliament today, defending policies he hasn't even announced yet. The signals so far, Britain's deep economic problems will require difficult decisions code for tax hikes and spending cuts. The U.S. Department of Education is pressing on with President Biden's plan for student loan debt forgiveness. Even as the legal challenges against it play out, this is Education Secretary Miguel Cardona. We know 40 million people are counting on us to to fight for them, and we're going to continue to fight for them. A restaurant is admitting it made a mistake staying open after a woman died in the bathroom earlier this month. The owner of Jasper's, which has been open in Laurel, Maryland for more than 30 years, says employees perform CPR on the woman, but he says now he should have closed the front door and let uh, diners decide whether they wanted to stay. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 403, Wednesday morning, October 26, 2022. 57 in the nation's capital. Some sun, some showers overnight. Warm, though, mid-70s for a high.
Good morning, I'm Ian Crawford. The top local stories we're following at this hour. Metro's safety watchdog greenlights the rail system's use of more 7,000 series rail cars. Here's WTOP's Mike Marillo. It's news that Metro has needed to move forward with opening phase two of the Silver Line. An approval from the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission for Metro's plan to safely return 7,000 series cars to service. Commission spokesperson Max Smith says the OK plan lays out steps that Metro must take when returning the cars. So riders, workers, uh, anybody else out there on the system can be confident that there are safety mitigations in place for this this known issue of the wheels moving on the axle. But he says the safety commission must also okay Metro's safety plan for phase two of the silver line before it can happen. But Metro General Manager Randy Clark says this step means a start date for the new leg of the silver line can be set in the near future. The goal was to get it going before Thanksgiving. Metro says adding more cars will also reduce crowding on the red line. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Now against that backdrop, what will it take to open that silver line extension to Dulles Airport and beyond? NBC4 transportation reporter Adam Tuss tells WTOP about the next steps. There's a board meeting this week. I'd be surprised if we don't hear a little more movement about a date for the silver line. Metro is going to have to make sure it's doing everything it needs to do to bring more of these trains back on the tracks with the proper inspection procedures. So granted, all of that happens, then yeah, we will be talking about the silver line opening to Dulles Airport and beyond into Loudoun County before Thanksgiving. We will discuss this at length with NBC4's Adam Tuss in less than 10 minutes. It's 4.05. We go from the rails to the roads. And in hopes to decrease numbers of crashes on some roads, speed limits are going down on five roads in Alexandria. Here's WTOP's Dick Giuliano. The speed limit is dropping this fall from 35 to 25 miles per hour on North Beauregard Street and also on West Braddock Road from North Beauregard to Quaker Lane. Speed limits are being reduced from 25 to 15 in school zones on both roads and also in school zones on North Howard Street and Seminary Road. A new 15-mile-per-hour school zone limit is being posted on King Street between Radford and Quincy Streets. Alexandria says there have been more than 500 crashes on these roads since 2015. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. Three Maryland State Police troopers are suing the agency for racial discrimination. A legal filing Tuesday seeks class action status for a lawsuit accusing Maryland State Police of a pattern of discrimination in a hostile work environment. In the filing, the agency is accused of having an unfair promotional system that it has imposed unfounded, unwarranted, and overly severe discipline against troopers of color compared with disciplinary treatments against white officers. The suit also accuses the agency of retaliating against officers who complain. A statement from Maryland State Police says the court filing is under review, adding that significant actions have been taken and are continuing to address even the perception of racism and unfair treatment of any kind. A historic jazz nightclub in Georgetown caught fire Tuesday evening. D.C. Fire and EMS say it happened at Blues Alley on Wisconsin Avenue Northwest just before 6.30. Department spokesperson Jennifer Donlin says crews quickly evacuated the building. They made entry into the building. They found fire on the second floor. It was technically in the area between the ceiling and the roof. Um, and that's where they had fire. So they were able to extinguish the fire. No one was hurt. Musician Nadia Nornhaus was getting ready to play at the, end, the venue when she noticed the smoke. I was upstairs having my meal before we, we uh, were going to play, and I heard the fire alarm go off. And at first it didn't seem like it had been smoky all through sound check, so I didn't think it was a big deal. But then when I opened the door, I could see the waves of smoke. The cause of that fire still under investigation. Traffic and weather is next. It's 4.07. Get on board. 
The water is open. It's time to go boating and fishing and leave stress in our wake. Feel the wind as we ride and a fish on the line. Reel in our first catch and feel the sun at our backs. It's get out on the water season. It's time to get on board. Find out where to get on board near you. Visit Take Me Fishing and Discover Boating to learn more. And please recreate responsibly. Get on board. Get on board. I knew I had a problem. I tried counting calories, eating and eating. Nobody else could possibly understand. We understand. We're Overeaters Anonymous, and we have helped thousands of people stop their compulsive eating and start living a healthy, rewarding life. With OA, I am living again and loving it. Start living the life you deserve with help from Overeaters Anonymous. In the U.S., 505-891-2664, or find us on the web at OA.org. It's 408 Slow or Clogged Drains. Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the A-10 when it breaks. And Carlos Ramirez is in the traffic center. Indeed, I am. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. If you're headed on 66, still got a few of the work zones out there. I do suspect they'll be there till at least 4 uh, until at least 5 a.m., that is. Eastbound between 28 and the Fairfax County Parkway. Single lane gets you by. First, it's along the left-hand side. Then you kind of get moved over to the far right because you have to uh, use the access road headed past the Fairfax County Parkway. Unclear exactly when they're going to uh, start using the main lanes again. I'll keep you posted exactly when they start to do that. Also, in addition to that, the uh, eastbound ramp to 28 northbound completely shut down. You cannot head northbound on 28 from 66 east. You're going to have to find an alternate route. Not to worry. It's a relatively simple one. Continue eastbound on 66. Take the exit for 29 in Centerville and then take northbound 28 from there. Eastbound 66 from Nutley Street to the Beltway. Got the work crew on the left. Westbound past the Beltway. You got the uh, right side blocks to stay to the left. Outer loop ramp to 66 westbound also closed. If you're coming on the southbound side of 495, you cannot head westbound on 66. My suggestion, continue for us, or, or, as you make your way southbound on 495, take the exit for Route 7 eastbound and find 66 westbound from there i-95 south you got the work zone along the right hand side after 123 single left lane gets you by there in maryland things very quiet for the most part uh, 270 southbound completely up to speed from the frederick area all the way down towards the capital beltway there is a work zone on northbound side past the bucky's town pike they're blocking the left lane there but no delays because of it i-70 westbound on your approach towards uh, Marriottsville Road, the far right lane is currently blocked there as well. Standard traffic patterns across the Bay Bridge this morning, not seeing any delays. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald has hundreds of cars, trucks, and SUVs next to a new car. A Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer with this forecast to start your Wednesday morning. Storm Team 4 tracking some fog out there right now. So heads up across that area. If you're driving around, make sure you give yourself a little bit of extra time. Use those low beams. Um, areas of mist and drizzle, too. And then we'll see a chance for showers during the day on our Wednesday. Not a rain out, not a lot of rain out there. We may even see some clearing late. Going for highs in the upper 60s to low 70s. Now on Thursday, behind the system, sunshine. High temperature around 66. Rather breezy on Thursday, Friday. Going for high temperature only in the upper 50s. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Has a definite, ha definite Halloween look, if not an exact Halloween feel. It's 57 in Rockville, 57 in District Heights, 57 in Ashburn. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 411. There could finally be some light at the end of the tunnel for Metro's troubled 7,000 series rail cars. Metro Safety Watchdog has okayed all the rail cars back into service, but... 
there's a catch. The cars must be rigorously tested. And it's not clear whether Metro has enough staff to do that. The move is expected to ease overcrowding and may open the Silver Line extension to Dulles International Airport by Thanksgiving. WTOP's Dimitri Soda's got an update from NBC4 transportation reporter Adam Tuss, starting with an announcement that left some people confused. Well, I mean, Dimitri, there's been a lot of back and forth behind the scenes between these two groups, but the short answer here is that this is a positive step forward for getting more of these 7,000 series trains back on the tracks. The Safety Commission is telling Metro that it is allowed to bring more of those trains back on the tracks, granted that those trains that come back are put through rigorous inspection procedures. There had always been some question about whether or not Metro could bring back more of these 7,000 series rail cars and inspect them at the interval that the safety commission was asking metro to do uh, i was talking with metro's general manager uh, behind the scenes here he says that they have the staffing and the ability to do this now so this is a positive step for getting these trains back on the tracks does this mean the silver line extension will open by thanksgiving well if you believe everything that metro is saying then yes and as a matter of fact there's a board meeting this week i'd be surprised if we don't hear a little more movement about a date for the silver line uh, i was riding the silver line train out to Dallas Airport in Loudoun County with the general manager the other day. I was one of the first reporters to actually get a look uh, at the line out there and I asked him, you know, what is going to be the opening date for the Silver Line? How close are we? Uh, and he said, in football terms, we are in the red zone. He said, we are talking days and weeks, not months. And that certainly does appear to be the case now. And again, Metro is going to have to make sure it's doing everything it needs to do to bring more of these trains back on the tracks with the proper inspection procedures. So granted, all of that happened Happens, then, yeah, we will be talking about the Silver Line opening to Dulles Airport and beyond into Loudoun County before Thanksgiving. Adam, what warnings and caveats do you have about all this? One of the things that's really developed out of all of this is you see the friction between Metro and its lead safety watchdog known as the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission. A lot of times both sides seem to be saying the exact same thing, but they're saying it in a way that's kind of adversarial to one another. One thing that Metro and the Washington Metro Rail Safety Commission are really going to have to work on here is their relationship and really pulling together in the same capacity to make sure that Metro becomes the safest and best version of itself that it can be. And if both of those agencies do do that and do stick to the plan, that can happen. And what's the final thought you'd leave us with here? This is big. I mean, this is big for the region. This is something we've been waiting for for a long time uh, for the second phase of the Silver Line to open. It is more than four years behind schedule. It is millions of dollars over budget. But after all of this, uh, people should be able to get on a Silver Line train and head out to Dulles in the coming weeks. It's unbelievable to say that, uh, we'll continue to follow it to see when the exact opening date is going to be. That is NBC4 transportation reporter Adam Tuss. Just ahead on WTOP this Wednesday morning, a big night at home for the Wizards. Rob Wood forecast details coming up. It is 414. Warm days and chilly nights and mornings means now is the perfect time to schedule a $99 heating and cooling check with the five-star experts at Crop Metcalf. That's right. For just $99, a Crop Metcalf five-star technician will check both your home's heating and cooling system for one low price. Call today and get peace of mind no matter what the weather is tomorrow. 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. And remember, Crop Metcalf is the one with five stars. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician and proud partner of the Washington Nationals. We'll never miss a moment. WTOP News, 103.5 FM.
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 4-15, the update from Rob Woodfork. The Wizards pummeled the Pistons 120-99 at Capital One Arena. Their 15th straight home victory over Detroit, led by Michigan native Kyle Kuzma's game-high 25 points. With Bradley Beal's sideline half the game by back tightness, Coach Wes Unsell Jr. It's always tough. You go stretch without Brad. He's able to come back into the game and kind of gave us some life. The changing defenses throughout last season gave us a lot of problems. But we handled it a little better tonight. So there's growth, you know, in that area. But overall, I think finding a way to play as close to 48 minutes as possible is big for us. It's not always going to go perfect, but we were able to weather the storm and, and kind of separate there, there in the third and obviously in the fourth. Even with a few lapses, the Wizards outscored the Pistons in each of the four quarters. Beal returned to score 11 of his 13 points in the second half. And fortunately, there's time for him to get that back right as the Wizards are off until Friday. Washington Spirit fans think Ashley Sanchez and Karina Rodriguez only met in college before teaming up in D.C., but Karina told WTOP, in reality, they've been friends since the age of 12. We joke about it because even before that, we knew of each other because we were both from the same SoCal area, and so playing against each other it's always like, I don't want to play against her. She's really good and vice versa. So it's just crazy to see how our friendship has progressed and to play through basically every level that you could play through. See the full interview and read Jose Umania's Latino History Month story on WTOP.com. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following for you this morning on WTOP. There is a new plan to gradually bring back all of Metro Rail's 7,000 series rail cars in the coming weeks, but those cars will have to go through rigorous safety inspections first. There are questions about whether Metro currently has enough staff to do that. The candidates in the razor-thin Pennsylvania Senate race squared off for their one and only debate Tuesday evening. Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman and Republican Matt Meadows agreed on the use of closed captioning to ensure Fetterman could follow the questions. He's recovering from a stroke that happened just before the state's primary in May. The 19-year-old gunman who killed two people and wounded several others on Monday at his former high school was armed with an AR-15-style rifle, more than 6,000, more than 600 rounds of ammunition, and more than a dozen high-capacity magazines. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. 417, breast cancer is the leading cancer for women. Black women are more likely to die of breast cancer than are white women. It's still a public health problem. Dr. Kathy Ann Joseph works to tackle health inequities impacting women of color. What barriers do black women face? There's structural barriers, um, whether it's access to care. Not all care is equal. Your zip code is really going to dictate your ultimate um, outcomes. Black women are also more likely to be diagnosed at a younger age in comparison to white women. And with triple negative breast cancer, a more aggressive subtype. And CBS's Elise Preston, health professionals urge women to get annual mammograms and to ask their doctors if they should get any other screenings for the disease. Traffic and weather on the 8th and right back to the traffic center and Carlos Ramirez. Thanks, Ian. Eastbound 66, just a single lane getting by between Route 28 and the Fairfax County Parkway. Follow direction through that area. Not too slow, but uh, more and more vehicles are coming onto the roadway. So keep that in mind here. I'll let you know exactly when all these work zones start to clear up. In addition to that, the eastbound ramp to northbound 28 is still closed as well. Follow direction through that area if you can. As you make your way eastbound and you're trying to head northbound on 28, what you're going to want to do is when take the ramp to 29 eastbound and access 28 northbound from there. 
I-95 southbound. The work zone should be in the clearing stages by now, but they're definitely still there between 123 and the Prince William Parkway, blocking the right-hand side. Outer loop of the Beltway seems they have officially just about cleared up all the work crews across the American Legion Bridge. You should have all lanes available to you. In Maryland, 270 looks up to speed. No issues on I-95 or the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. DC-295 from 50 to the 11th Street Bridge looks good. No issues on the Southeast-Southwest Freeway to report. 3rd Street Tunnel, New York Avenue, all up to speed as well. Yeah, back in Maryland, if you're headed northbound on Old Georgetown Road, they do have a work zone there along the left-hand side on your approach towards the Beltway. No delays for it. Southbound side, same story, left side blocked as you approach the Beltway. Southbound 355, usual work crew blocking the right-hand side of the roadway as you approach the Beltway, and no delays behind that one either. 1-866-304-WTOP is the traffic tip line in case you see an accident, seen an incident, or anything blocking your way that you think everyone should know about. So let us know. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team Force Chuck Bell with your Wednesday morning forecast. Good morning. There's no real good news in the forecast for the day ahead. Another day with low clouds, fog, and often on periods of light rain and drizzle. Not a very pretty day, but if you've enjoyed the last couple, today's going to be right in line with it. Temperatures reaching the mid to upper 60s today. Sunshine finally returns tomorrow. It's mostly sunny tomorrow, breezy, a little cool, highs in the mid-60s. And then as we get into Friday and Saturday, dry weather and seasonably chilly. I'm Storm Team 4, meteorologist Chuck Bell for WTOP. little murky, a little spooky, but at least it's warm. It's 57 in Upper Marlboro, 58 in Centerville, 59 in the nation's capital. Brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Visit NewLookHomeDesign.com. Coming up on WTOP. Controversy, conspiracy theories. Montgomery County hopes to stabilize its planning board. I'm Kate Ryan. It's 421. If you're like me, you rely on mobile apps to make your life easier. We expect that same convenient experience from government. Hi, I'm Michelle Davis with Red Hat, the world's leading provider of open source solutions. Talk to us about how to digitize your agency's services. We'll give your developers everything they need to build, deploy, manage, and scale self-service applications. Digital engagement done well reduces costs and increases satisfaction. Learn more at redhat.com gov. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is WTOP News. It's 422. We're learning more about a shooting in Northwest D.C. Monday night that injured a four-year-old boy and two other men. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti says investigators now know the men exchanged gunfire with at least one other person. The injured men were found in a car on Kennedy Street Northwest. They've both been arrested. Conti says the child was not in the car. The four-year-old had no connection to any other individual or any other people who were involved. The four-year-old uh, was doing what four-year-olds should be doing and did not deserve to be shot on Kennedy Street last night. 
The child's injuries are not considered to be life-threatening. D.C. police have identified a third person of interest but have not yet made an arrest. Immediately after passing a sweeping master plan for development over the next 30 years, the Montgomery County Council has now begun to consider who should get the five vacant seats on the county's planning board. Montgomery County Council President Gabe Albornoz kicked off the public interview of 11 candidates for the temporary planning board with an attempt to reassure residents. There have been a lot of conspiracy theories out there, and I just want to allay those. Albornoz said the process was not baked or predetermined, that the temporary board members would serve to build a bridge until a new council is elected. The replacements are needed after internal conflicts erupted on the board, and the council accepted the resignations of all five members. The board reviews applications for development and will implement the newest master plan known as Thrive 2050. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. It's 424. Do you know the world's biggest hub for data centers is in Northern Virginia? WTOP's Neil Augenstein speaks with the folks who know all about it. It is true that it's the data center capital of the world, the largest market in the world by three times. Rob Factorow with commercial real estate services and investment firm CBRE says it's clear why Loudoun and Prince William counties like data centers. Big tax revenue without stress on any services. You're not putting cars on the road with people in offices. He says local governments do have to work with developers and constituents to mitigate noise and aesthetic concerns. If you think about it, it's no different than when AT&T was stringing telephone poles. And all of a sudden, you had this beautiful scenic vista from your home and the telephone pole was built. Neil Logenstein, WTLP News. A new leader will take over in Prince William County next year. Christopher Shorter becomes the new county executive on on January 3rd, after a decision by the Board of Supervisors. Shorter has more than 18 years' experience in local government, the last two as Baltimore City's administrator. In his new role, Shorter will make $350,000. D.C. Public Library expanding its hours starting November 14th. That's a Monday, two Mondays from Halloween. The library is adding 15 more hours of operation at the Central Library and neighborhood libraries district-wide. In a news release, the library said the added hours will increase opportunities for morning and evening visits and make it easier to reserve rooms for community meetings. Money News at 25 and 55 on WTOP with Jeff Claybaugh. Without gains, 337 points Tuesday. That was 1%. Pulte Homes says 24% of its buyers last quarter canceled their contracts. General Motors topped estimates with record revenue on strong sales of expensive trucks and SUVs. Another downtown D.C. office building is being converted to apartments. This one, an historic 1920s building on McPherson Square. Jeff Claybaugh. WTOP News. Dow futures off 18. S&P futures off 23. The NASDAQ futures off 165 and a half. More from Tuesday's key debate in a key race that could determine the balance of the United States Senate. That's up coming up after traffic and weather. It's 426. Caring for atrial fibrillation requires a team of medical specialists working in rhythm to create the best treatment plan for your unique risk factors. At ANOVA, our integrated AFib team works together to provide personalized care that is proven to achieve the best results. 